Can you pray with me just for a moment? Why don't you stand? Lord, we are grateful to be here. I'm grateful to not being being climbed on by small children or have a dirty nappy to change. But I am grateful to be here today. But more than that, I'm grateful because you love me, you've saved me, you've called me and you know me. I'm grateful and thankful for all you have done and all you're doing. And I'm trusting you for all you're going to do. You're King of Kings, you're Lord of Lords, you're wonderful friend, wonderful counsellor, saviour. And yet, Lord Jesus, you love us and you know us. So we ask in this moment, in these 20 minutes or so together, that you will meet us, you will speak to us, you will challenge us, you will comfort us, you will change us. Lord, may these moments not be wasted, but may we come open-handed and open-hearted to hear from you, to be changed by you. Spirit, sweep through me. In Jesus' name, amen. It's my turn for some photos. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you might want to go on. I have many. Twelve years of photos appears to be quite a lot. But the one question most of you have asked me uh, when uh, I finished, said I was finishing work, was what was I going to miss? So I thought I'd show you a few things I'm going to miss. Believe it or not, I'm going to miss this rabble. This one down here, which is a bit blurry because back in the day we didn't have digital. That one is of uh, one of our first murder mystery parties we ran. As I said, uh, lots of dressing up going on. That one was a more recent one. That's Soul Survivor. I am going to miss having... Uh, almost daily in some senses, contact with the young people of this church. You guys are a laugh. You keep me young. I generally now do not have a clue what music you guys are listening to because I don't get to talk to you about it anymore. It's been just a joy to work with these guys. And uh, I'm going to miss the beautiful walks along Fort Ness Beach. Now, that didn't happen very often, but that was a youth weekend, and I'm going to miss those. I'm going to miss working with the team. I'm going to miss uh, the parties I've been invited to. I'm even going to miss the smelly boys in my lounge beating me at Mario Kart. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss working with this lot. Prizes later for who is Father Christmas. Does he even know who he is? Anyone? Is it Simon? No. Do you know what? I've looked for embarrassing photos of Simon everywhere. I haven't found many. There's one. It's coming. If you know who Father Christmas is, stand up. He's not going to. It's A.D. Stevens, everybody. It's Father Christmas. He doesn't even know it's him. He's <laughs> like, whatever. That's Keith. That's Sarah. We made her swim or float her across a a lake. That was kind of us. There's photos online of that if you want to. Uh, The other thing I'm going to miss most, though, is the significant moments of this church that I've been part of. When I arrived, they interviewed me in the hall, gave me food. I did the washing up uh, at my interview. Um, I think that was a sign that they quite liked me because they offered me the washing up to do. But uh, I'm going to miss being involved in the significant moments of this church. That, that one's when we dug the foundations for the church building. What a moment that was. The one next to it was our, our 150th celebration. Uh, we had a meal and we listened to Rick Warren speak about purpose-driven life. 
the prayer rooms, the young people in my garden. There's been some significant moments, baptism after baptism, people coming to Jesus. I'm going to miss being involved in those, but there are many more to come, I know. I'm going to miss these guys. That's the only embarrassing photo I could find. It's not even embarrassing. Uh, Kerry's slightly more embarrassing. Uh, That's all right. There, There were worse of you, Kez, but you can thank me later. My moment, and I'm not going to cry, working with Simon has been a joy, an absolute joy, and an absolute nightmare. He has made me addicted to coffee, number one. I was already addicted. And he has actually been the person who's challenged me in my leadership more than anyone. A few young people have tested it, but he's challenged it more. I am the person I am as a leader because of the investment Simon has put in me. Hours and hours of me phoning him and moaning, me uh, sitting in his office going, what about, what about? He's trusted me to do crazy stuff, and he's even done crazy stuff with me. He's trusted that God is speaking through me and in me, and he's given me the space for that to grow and give me the leader uh, that was in me to grow. So I'm hugely grateful for Simon, as I know all of us are here. Hugely grateful for Kerry. Uh, She has fed me for about 12 years, mostly every day when I first arrived because I couldn't cook. And uh, she has loved me and shaped me. She's challenged me. She's comforted me. I don't know how many lots of tissues we've been through together, but it's been many. I'm going to miss working with these guys, even though actually they don't get rid of me because we're still part of the family. So that's good uh, in that way. There are a few things, though, that I am uh, not going to miss. Uh, having my makeup done by young people is not one of the best things I've ever had done. And then having to keep it on all day, that wasn't good. That was not a good moment. Uh, cutting Anna Gosden's head off was quite fun, but uh, Anna Ducker now. Um, there are a few other things. I'm not going to miss uh, the sleepovers. That's Johnny Abbott and Stuart. We built um, a slum out the back, um, which sounded a really good idea in August, but we did it on the 4th of December for some reason, and we slept out there all night. Uh, that was something that was crazy, but I'm not going to miss it. Sorry, Johnny. Not going to miss doing it. I'm not going to miss the mud of Soul Survivor. If you've ever camped in torrential mud with uh, 10,000 teenagers... I'm going to miss the soul survivor bit, but I'm not going to miss the mud. I'm not going to miss the freezing cold. I'm not sure I'm going to miss the young people trashing my kitchen. Uh, but then I've got a four-year-old who does that now, so she's replaced it. I'm not going to miss the kind of early morning meetings. Look at Simon's hair. He doesn't look like he's slept, does he? Uh, Kerry's behind that, that fluffy bit. That's Kerry. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kerry. That's bedhead. Uh, That's when we hadn't slept uh, at one of the crazy times. There are a number of things I'm not going to miss. But there are a number of things that, as I've reflected over this summer, of what God is doing in the now and what he's always done in the past, there are a number of things that aren't going to change in my world. And this is potentially the most simplistic talk I have ever given. But it's, you know, a moment. And if you guys remember these three things for the rest of your life, then I've done my job. These three things are not going to change because I've no longer got the title of youth minister anymore. These three things actually are going to grow and develop in my life. And my prayer is that these three things take root in you and become so much part of who you are that actually we could all be having a moment like this, celebrating what God has done. So these three things uh, we're going to spend a few moments thinking about because these things are not going to change. And first and foremost, the things that... Hang on, there's a few more photos. I'll put these on a blog so you can 
we'll see at some point. There are a few things that are not going to change. And the big thing is that we're all going to have a part to play. We all get to play in this kingdom building. And three things are going to help us do that. Firstly and foremost, I am a child of the king. That's so easy to say, so hard to believe. I am a child of the king. Jesus is my Lord, but also my King. And God calls me and says, you're my child. You're my child. I'm your father. I am who you should turn to when there are times that are hard. I am the one you should celebrate with when times are good. I am the one that will always be there for you and will always welcome you home. When I resigned back in March, I was amazed how quickly I felt like my, my defining role kind of had shaped me and I didn't really know who I was. And God took me back to this passage in Romans 5, uh, verse 11 onwards. And I have used this over and over again with the young people. This is from the youth Bible. It says, now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God And I realised that all the roles that I'd kind of constructed around myself, mummy, wife, Baptist minister, youth minister, uh, defined by my hater of admin, you know, there were many things that defined me, but actually there should be one thing that defines me. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. One John uh, says it really clearly. See how very much our father loves us. See how very much... Oh, it's all gone wrong. There we go. Haven't got any better at working with computers in the last 12 years either. See how very much our Father loves us. It goes on to say that you are a child of God. If you do not know that today, can I beg you, implore you to begin to discover what that means. When I was 16 and I discovered that God was my father, it changed my everything. Everything completely changed. My habits changed, my focus changed, my understanding of who I was changed. If you don't know that God is your father today, may I beg you, to talk to someone, may I ask you in this moment to talk to God, because he will say, welcome home. He will say, I love you. He will say, thank you for coming and being part of my family, because that's the way I made you. You are a child of the king. Never, ever forget that. Never, ever forget that. And as I've stripped away the other roles over the last six months, I've discovered this one's the best. Actually, being a Baptist minister sucks. I get to stay as one. I thought I could even escape that, but apparently not. I get to stay as one, but actually the pension's rubbish. I remember when I signed my contract age 21 here and got handed a pension form, and it said, when would you like to retire? I put 22 and got told that was not allowed. So, you know, there we go. I am a child of the king. I am a child of the king. You are a child of the king. But more than that, I'm a disciple. 
I'm a disciple. Uh, Jesus had 12 disciples. We know the story. He went fishing and uh, managed to persuade a few people to follow him. And uh, they went, yes, that's much better than fishing, especially as, uh, as far as we can read, they were fairly rubbish fishermen. So this was definitely a better job. But if you know what a disciple is, as we have talked about here for the last few years, it's a follower and a student of a mentor, of a teacher. I'm a follower and student of Jesus. But even more than that, and Simon's preached on this a number of times in the last year, if you were a follower or a student of a Jewish rabbi, which is what they thought Jesus was, then you were supposed to go and learn exactly what he did and then do exactly the same. Now, I don't know about you, but I have read the Gospels quite a few times. And looking at what Jesus did and looking what my life looks like, there's a little chasm in the middle. They're not really the same. It's fair to say the number of people I've raised from the dead this week is a big pat. You? Anyone? Okay. The number of people that I've actually seen healed of anything this week. You'd like me to say 10, wouldn't you? But it's... I look at who Jesus is, and I look at the words that I'm about to put on the screen, and I think, oh my goodness, my life and Jesus' life are very different. But Jesus asks me to live a life that is worthy of the Lord, as uh, David read to us, and to look at who Jesus is and be just like him. These verses um, I have preached on more times here than anything else. I've had them at my baptism uh, in Bath when I was 16. We had them at my induction here, my ordination. We had them at our wedding. We had them at Lucy's dedication. If we ever get ourselves sorted, we'll have them at Sam's dedication when I get organized. Uh, These words mean everything to me. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will honour and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn. That's the New Living Version. I long to live a life that honours and pleases the Lord. I long to live a life that bears good fruit. The good fruit of discipleship, of being like Jesus, but also, as I'll talk about in a minute, bearing other fruit as well. I long to be just like Jesus, but I know that I'm not just like Jesus, and therefore, I need to commit to him and ask for him to give me knowledge of his will, spiritual wisdom, understanding of who he is and what he wants of me. I need to commit him and say, Lord, your way, not mine. I need to learn what that means for this moment, for tomorrow, for Tuesday. I am a disciple of Jesus who gets things wrong. I am a disciple of Jesus who gets things right. I am a disciple of Jesus who can do nothing other than do what Jesus asked me to, because I know if I don't do that, then I'm not living a life that brings honour to him. Nothing in my world has changed about that. When I started here, age 21, I had these words because I longed to be more like Jesus as a youth minister. When I was growing up in my church in Bath, uh, I was the only young person for about 10 years. And then they said, 
oh my goodness, we've got two people coming up from the Sunday school into the youth group. What do we do? I was 16, just become a Christian. They said, I know, Claire will run it. So I started doing youth work with two young people that became three young people. That's as big as it grew. Uh, And actually, at that point, because I had three young people who were following me because they didn't know Jesus, they were looking to me. They were looking to me to show them who Jesus was. At that point, I thought, I'm going to have to get to know Jesus a heck of a lot better. I'm going to have to know Jesus so that I can lead these guys. And if I don't know Jesus, they're never going to meet Jesus because actually he's given these guys to me to nurture and look after. So at that point, I thought, right, get to know Jesus better and they'll become Christians. Do you know what happened? They did. All three of them. And two out of the three of them are still walking with Jesus today. And the third one has been back in touch and is getting much closer to Jesus again. I'm amazed. As I realized I was a disciple, I needed to get to know Jesus. Other things happened around me that I was not prepared for. I did not know what to say to them when they said, I want to become a Christian. I thought, hang on a minute, doesn't give me a prayer in this book somewhere. I didn't know. I am a disciple of Jesus today, just as I was back then. I need to get to know what Jesus did, what he thought, how he interacted with the Father. I need to be more like Jesus. And then crazy things are going to happen around me, exciting things. And that's what this last bit is. You see, I'm called to be a child of the King. I am a disciple of Jesus. I'm supposed to do things like he does. And one of those things, one of the most significant things, is I'm meant to bear fruit, as that passage talks about. And John talks about it, fruit that will last. I want fruit that lasts. I am meant to bear fruit. And this is kind of where we've been in the last year. This is why I've resigned. This is why uh, we've got to this point in our journey. Because, actually, God is saying, Claire, you've been massively involved in seeing some fruit. That's really exciting, really excited. The young people you've worked with, it's been a joy, it's been great, it's been wonderful, it's been some great moments. Many have found you, some have walked from Jesus, I know that, that's hard. But lots are still walking with Jesus. But the fruit now looks a bit different. I'm still meant to be a bearer of fruit, I'm still supposed to help people come to know Jesus, I'm still supposed to. Uh, help them, but it's not with the young people quite so much anymore. That was a really hard moment for me because I love young people and I will continue to love them and support them in whatever way I can. But he said to me, Claire, look up, look around you, see what I am doing. This is where the fruit is now. And because I love Jesus and he has utterly changed my life, I cannot bear thinking about that some of my mates will never know that. I cannot bear to think that Lucy, age four, and her friends, who we now know really well because they've grown up together, would never come to know Jesus. I can't bear that thought. can't bear the thought that Sam, who is only 11 months, will not grow up with a load of Christian buddies. I can't bear that thought. I can't bear the thought that my friends around me would, grow, would ha- be a family without having Jesus in the middle. That really, really does not work for me. And so whilst I've spent the last 12 years with a load of young people and a few of you gracious adults too, now is the time for me to see fruit in those that God has placed around me at this time. 
My heart's not changed. I must disciple others. I must see fruit. But the vehicle, and we've talked about that here, is changing for me. No more sleepovers and dressing up. Way more drinking Prosecco in my friend's garden. I win. Honesty time, though. When I first felt God prompting me to leave this role at Burlington, I fought really hard, harder than I probably have about many things. Uh, In the meal afterwards, may I suggest you shake Richard by the hand, for he has had hours and hours of me going, well, I don't think so, and this, and, oh, Rich, it's three in the morning, but we have to talk about this, because I don't want to give up my job, I love it. He has coped remarkably well. But Rich knowing me the best in the world, Kerry being the wisest person I know, they knew my heart and they knew it was time for a change. They saw that the fruit God wanted to bear in me was different. He knew that God, well, Rich knew that God was asking me to get stuck into people's lives who were around me. He knew that God was asking me to use the gifts that I had to help the families around me. He knew that he was asking me to begin to nurture the the non-Christian children in our world. It was time for us to let the drawbridge down of our house even more than we have in the past to make it an open place for those that God is calling. Uh, Instead of stinky teenagers' shoes, I'm going to have lots more stinky nappies in our house. I'm not sure that's a good exchange. But God is saying the fruit is different. And can I be really honest? Probably. But you might all still come to the party afterwards. I think it's the same for so many of us here. I'm going to pray in a minute. But I fought hard because God was asking me to do something a bit different, a bit new, a bit strange. I loved my role here. I loved the place that I was in. But God was saying clearly, it's time to do something a bit different. And it's time for you to take those leaps of faith. Me and Rich were reflecting even yesterday on some of our university friends who still don't know Jesus. And that pains us, actually. We're still in touch, but they still don't know Jesus 15 odd years later. God is saying that's not going to be true for the future. You're going to rebuild some families around you. But I don't think he's just saying that to us. I'm no different to you guys. We all get to play. God asks each of us to look around us, raise our gaze and see where he's at work and join in. That's really exciting, chaps. You're looking at me like it's not. (laughs) We all get to play. We are all called to be children of the King. We are all called disciples. We are all called to bear fruit. It's not Claire's called a child of the King. Claire's called a disciple. Claire's called to bear fruit. And if you go away thinking that, then I'm coming around to have a cup of tea with you. That's not true. I am meant to bear fruit. The same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard. It's the first part of that Colossians reading. God has changed your life, and now he wants you to change other people's. 
Now he wants you and me to take this really seriously. I think about the families that God has placed us around and even the glimpses that I am seeing of God changing their lives is so exciting. I prayed with a friend's daughter the other day who was having nightmares, she's four. Those have stopped completely. I was petrified praying for my friend's daughter because her mum and dad were there and we were praying together, but I did. I was petrified. Those nightmares have stopped and my friend said to me, do you think it's because you prayed? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It wasn't a big thing, but you know what? I could have not done that. I could have been too busy. I could have not found the time. And actually, if I was back doing youth work, I might not have found the time or even have had the relationship with that family that meant it was comfortable to pray for them. You're all meant to bear fruit. You're all meant to bear fruit. So what I want us just to do for a few minutes before uh, the band come and we're going to sing together. So I want you to stop for a minute and we're going to just ask that God prompts us in this place. You see, it's okay me talking, but actually you can ignore me. That's fine. Many of you have for many years, I know. But actually when God speaks... I don't know about you, I kind of have to listen. And I'm praying that God might have spoken through me, that would be cool. But actually, I think God here, by his spirit, is going to nudge a few of us here. So I'm just going to ask us to stop and be as quiet as we can. I'm going to pray that God just perhaps prompts us, challenges us, does something in this place. And I want you, if you're a writer, to write that down in this moment. Or if you're not, tell someone straight afterwards or send yourself a text message or write it on Facebook or whatever it is you need to do in this moment. But God is going to speak. I know that. I've prayed a lot about this moment this week. So I'm going to ask that God speaks right now. So let's just stop for a moment. Lord Jesus, take all that I've said, take what we heard in your word, take what we've sung in the songs and then all the rest of the ways you speak. Come by your Holy Spirit now, Lord. Stir us, prompt us, change us. Bang into our ears what you're trying to say. Have your way. Come, Lord Jesus. I think God's saying to some of us here that you know the fruit that he's asking you to be intentional with. That he, you know the people that God is sending you to. That you know that neighbor or that friend that you have to say, yeah, I'm going to show them Jesus. I think some of us know that in our ears. We know who that person is. And I'm going to ask you guys, if that's you, to be brave and stand. No one's looking, everyone's eyes are closed, they're focusing on Jesus. But stand and we're going to pray. And I think there's another group of people here who, when I was talking about the fact that they were a child of the King, 
your heart jumped because actually you needed to hear that this morning. That God was saying, yeah, you're my child. I'm your father. You need to know that at the beginning of this season. And maybe that's you. Maybe you'll stand too. Why don't you do that now? And we're going to pray. Just stand with me. Lord, for those that are standing and those that are too scared to do so. Lord, we ask that you make us bearers of fruit. But also more than that, reveal to us in these days what it means to be children of the King, to have the rich inheritance of the King. Why don't you all stand with me? We're going to sing, I'll stand with hearts wide, arms extended. Maybe you need to lift your hands in these moments. I'm giving my all to Jesus in this moment. I'm giving my all to Jesus tomorrow. I'm going to try my best to give my all to Jesus into the coming days. Will you join me in that? We all get to play. We all get to play. Let's use these words as a commitment to Jesus. Let's use these words to say, I'm in it. I'm in the game. I want to see your kingdom come. I want to be part of the picture. I am a child of the king. Help me be a disciple and a bearer of fruit. Let's use these words as a commitment prayer. I'll stand.